from the Anajar and Levine Studios in downtown West Palm Beach. You are listening to Ken LaVica Live on ESPN 1063. I can already tell this is going to be a frustrating affair. Ken LaVica Live here on ESPN 1063. He's a man who knows a lot. He's a Palm Beach County Sports Hall of Famer. He's the brains of this show every week. And he takes your questions. Steve Palatziner, time now for Ask Steve's. Steve Palatziner is a Palm Beach County Sports Hall of Famer, a business maven, an accomplished youth coach, and a worldly family man. Every week he bestows his expansive wisdom upon us. It's time again for Ask Steve's, presented by the Capital One Orange Bowl. Legends are made there. Who's next? Get your tickets today at orangebowl.org. You've got mail. Again, in an NFL trade column today, ESPN.com, the great Bill Barnwell, he presented the following hypothetical that I thought was very, very fun. Is there an athlete you would not trade, even if it meant that your team would win a title the next year? And his example was Patrick Mahomes. Chiefs fans aren't trading him, even if it meant they were going to win a title next year. The thinking is, hey, he'll deliver another one. At some point, maybe Joe Burrow's in this conversation. Josh Allen hasn't won a title. Bills fans starving for a title. Would you get rid of them if the Bills could celebrate a Super Bowl, or is it diminished without Josh Allen? I love it. I love it. I love it. I love it. So because Steve's going to get on here and say that he still doesn't make sense, give him the origin origin on Bill Barma's article, which was that Rams-Lions, right? Yeah, like, there are some people trying to say that the Lions won that trade because Jared Goff's putting up good numbers and right. there's going to be longer sustained success potentially. But no, 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 no. Matt Stafford won a won a championship. Matt Stafford, the Rams will always have won that deal because Stafford won a championship. Steve Politziner, uh asked Steve's here on Ken Levick Alive. Uh, Steve, is there an athlete you would not trade even if it meant you would win a title the very next year? Hey, guys. Oh, hey, Steve. Hey. Hola. Hey, um, thanks to Stone who on behalf of, like, all of us who have no clue what that article, it didn't make any sense the way you presented it. Yeah. So Stone clarified, like, you're saying, um, like the Lions example, is there, a team, is there a chance you can actually win the trade even if, even if the other term had more short-term success? Right? That's really what you're saying. Yeah, sure. Like, otherwise... I think it's a completely confusing question. I mean, you could take the next 10 callers and no one would know what the hell you're talking about. Well, we well, that's weird because we've been taking calls and, and have. We have been, we've had messages and tweets sent in the entire hour. Yeah. Uh, wow, well, I'm an idiot then. So I'm an idiot. So, Steve, we'll start off with Aaron Judge. It's just a game. people would say. It's a hypothetical game. We'll start off with Aaron Judge. You can use Aaron Judge because you're a Yankees fan. Okay. So you're saying I wouldn't not – there's 16 double negatives in the way you said it. So maybe I'm okay. not smart enough to Steve, understand it. what is more important, the Yankees winning a World Series title or keeping Aaron yes. Judge and not wearing – not having a ring? Ah, uh-uh. you're saying – okay, so if Aaron Judge left but the Yankees won next year, would, yes. that, would that have been yes. better? Nothing after that's guaranteed, but winning. you're at least winning a ring winning. next year. Yeah, winning, 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 winning. What are you doing it for? You're welcome winning. for the translation. Okay. Gentlemen. Thank you. All right, is there a debate? What's the debate? Well, the debate is... Like the Lions fans think they're better off? 
Well, the line on the verge of possibly potentially being in the hunt. It would be of the playoffs. It would probably have been. After they traded it would have been easier if if the Lions thing didn't come up. It would have been easier if I just left it at the Bill Barnwell hypothetical um, in a story that featured a discussion about the Lions and the Rams trade. But yes, like the, again, the example is Patrick Mahomes with the Chiefs. Would the Chiefs get rid of Patrick Mahomes if it meant winning a Super Bowl next year, or do they take their chances because they have Patrick Mahomes and maybe they can win? Two more over the next seven years or so. Gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, right. I think the Yankee one is a good one because it'd be total like egg on the face if the Yankees lost Aaron Judge, right? The Yankees, yes. they never lose the big free agent. But if they went out and won next year, me as a Yankee fan, if we lost Judge but won the World Series, it would be like we still won the World Series. Bummer, we lost Judge, but we won a World Series, which would mean he didn't win a World Series. And then what are you doing it for? Right. You're doing it for the ego of re-signing a player, or are you doing it to win? Yeah, I would take more pride in winning. Now, what you're doing, though, is you're thinking it like we all do now in new age sports where free agency is rampant and there's trade deadlines and the mm-hmm. whole thing and there's so much roster turnover. But 20 years ago, I think this is a legit um, uh, actual yeah. real conversation ago, and like, not a hypothetical. It, it, yeah, I think, it, yes, I agree. It's like, if you had to trade Dan Marino, right. but knew that you would win the Super Bowl the next year, would you do it? That is a great, so shame up, maybe on me. That is like a great topic. Yeah. Right there. If you so, put it like oh, in those terms. Oh, nice. It's kind of if you had to trade your star, uh-huh. you know, but it meant that you would win, would it be worth it for you to do Right, it? right. Because and you need to and have a connection with that region. You need to have a connection like Patrick Mahomes. I think he stays put. Giannis, I think, stays put. Um, and Steph Curry, I think, stays put. Because what are the Warriors without Steph Curry? The, Steph Curry is that organization. Giannis yeah. is that organization. I'll go, yeah, I'll go like someone, you know, I'm a Giants fan, football Giants. If you tell me you can't resign Barkley, like you don't resign Barkley, but you're going to get closer, you know, you're going to get a chance to win a Super Bowl. Sure. Uh, yeah, definitely. Right. And I think that's the, <laughs> that is a hard one yeah. for teams, for yeah. people. That is where the whole thing about loyalty in sports is is not what it once you know right is not what it once was they did a whole feature this morning on sports center that was really interesting because you know with the dolphins bills game coming up or no it might have been on nfl network that's where it was hey did you know it's gonna snow by the way did you know it's gonna snow in that game did you know (laughs) (laughs) yep heard something about that Uh you know it can be blustery and cold (laughs) yeah buffalo Uh um uh, but that game right that's a good one because you know that rivalry now coming back after for 20 years, the Patriots eradicated it. They yeah, really went right. deep into what a rivalry that was <laughs> yeah. in the 80s and when how the Dolphins had their number and then Jim Kelly had Marino's number. Um, I don't know how we got to that, but I think it was off of the whole Marino. Yeah, it was yeah. Off the point it, of. Well, we were saying, fan, like South Florida, South Florida, with this conversation, I think D. Wade probably would be the last right, South and, Florida athlete that would meet that criteria, and then before him it would yep. be Marino. I yeah yeah I, I guess because the Marlins had so many you know it was such a turnstile right, right for so long I mean you might have had it, had he survived you know had he had he not had the untimely death you know Fernandez sure. would have been well, maybe one of those now you have you know, like, data. It, now you have Sandy. Okay, that doesn't... It, yeah, it, yeah, yeah. I mean, he won the Cy Young. No, no, right. But outside of no, South Florida, no, nobody no. cares about Sandy Alcantara until he's a Yankee. Yeah, yeah. fair point. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. And, uh, and, then, and then we'll have the debate. Right, and then we can have Alcantara that debate. Exactly. And win the World Series. Exactly. And then you can but have that's that conversation. A good one. No, you know, um, um, you know, Jeanette is ahead of it. 
if you are a Marlins fan, that is a good one. Would you give up the next homegrown talent? You know, get, would you trade him the Yankees, even if it meant that you were going to win the World Series without him? It's pretty impossible to think you would win the World Series without him. But that's, that's really what the essence of it is as a sports fan. Do you want to have the stars and the players to root for? Or are you willing to do whatever it is to, you know, to win? I uh, see. And, and now I do. I do like Good the job, fact, Bill Barnwell, Ken Levicka. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, what I did say, which was funny, is at the onset of the show, I, I told people, "Hey, if you don't like it, don't blame me. Don't blame me. Blame Bill Barnwell." Uh, and yeah. so, but I think we converted you because I do think it's an interesting topic um, to discuss. Oh, I, I yep, I agree totally. Uh, I mean, yeah, definitely. I want to get to uh, a couple of questions here from fans. And again, ask Steve, Steve Politiner, Palm Beach County Hall of Famer, business mogul with us here like he is every week on Ken Levick Alive. Uh, this comes from uh, uh, Billy in Del Rey, and she asks, Steve, traveling for the holidays, never done anything with TSA pre. Is it worth it? Steve? I don't know how much it is right now. $80 for TSA for a year. pre. Oh, $80. Yeah. Um, I think if you travel, I, I have a friend who travels every week and he doesn't have clear or TSA pre, and it, and it is actually straining our friendship because of how, uh, how, how poorly, just how inefficient I think that makes one. Now he says, Hey, I'm always early. It doesn't matter. Uh, oh, but yeah, I have them both. I travel almost every week and uh, I think clear and or TSA pre. Now, TSA pre is really is everywhere. Clear isn't everywhere. Right. TSA pre is everywhere. If you don't want, even if the lines are equal, let's say the regular line, if you don't want to have to take your laptop out and take off your shoes, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, then it's an $80 convenience. And what if you fly three times, four times? Is it, it, I guess it's each to the beholder. But five times, you know, to make that, you're making it worth it. And then I'm, a, I'm on clear because time, efficiency. If I don't have to wait in a 45-minute line or an unpredictable line, yep. I'm not going to. Yep. So yep. I think that the answer is yes. Also, you're traveling with kids, then you're taking shoes off, yeah. and every electronic, oh, you forgot the iPad, oh, you forgot the Switch, got to take them all out. But if you're once a year, um, it might not be you know economically sensible. But I think if you're a multi-time-a-year traveler or, like, you know you're traveling to visit family, you know, consistently, then I would do it. And also, I think it's a very underrated gift during the holidays. I've told uh, this to people before. Get somebody TSA prayer. It's like a subscription or something. Get them that subscription. I like Maybe, that. You know you that's have, what you I know should you do for my friends this year. Yeah, that's actually a yeah, great you know, idea. And, and here's the reason why. There are those people that are like, I just wouldn't pay for it. You know, it's just like those one of those things. I just wouldn't pay for it. Or I don't know if I travel enough to justify. Get it for them. Get them, hey, I, I, um, you know, whatever. Here's your here's the gift certificate, whether it's real or not. Sure. But, like, I'm getting you this. Um, you know, you have to make the appointment, et cetera. But I'm paying for this for you, for those people. Because sometimes it seeps into your life. Let's say you have family visiting, and it irritates you yeah. that they complain about the travel experience. Guess what? I just made it easier on you. I bought you clear. I bought you TSA pre. That's awesome. So I travel, I'm going to humble brag here, probably once a month. Oh, cool. So TSA pre-check has definitely ruined a couple friendships, that conversation. But also, have you had that conversation about lounge access? Or like, I can get into a certain lounge at an airport, and my friend can't, so... I've had to like. Well, I mean, that just has to do with 
It just has to do with what airline do you have miles with, or are you an American Express Centurion? I think that gets a little snobby. Uh, I think that's getting a little uh-huh. snobby. Uh-huh. Like, why should someone be belittled because their job doesn't involve travel? Oh, sorry, you don't have access to the Delta Skylines? No, I work in a factory. Okay, well, like, <laughs> well, sometimes it's personal use, and I'm not snobby most of the time. I like to think, but the times I can flex, I uh, will. I've been tra- I've traveled for so long and so often that I sometimes even forget that I have, might have a lounge access. Oh, no. And at the end of the day on the lounges, Wi-Fi's good. The bathroom's probably a little bit cleaner. Mm-hmm. I mean, you're never eating. It's like a little overrated. You can actually get like better food in the food because the food is more grab-and-go. And, you know, it's not like meals. Oh, not meals. You get better food at con- you know, buying them in the concourses. They're not like great meals. There's uh- lots of add-on items. There's also free food and free alcoholic beverages. Well, that part, Unlimited. Yes, yep, that's important. For yeah. Some See, people clearly use. I, I, actually, <laughs> I actually legitimately, though, get excited by the thought of getting food from an airport food court. Like, I don't know. There's so many options, and depending on what airport you're in, with FAU, that's where I do the majority of my traveling. So there's layovers in Atlanta or Charlotte. You know where everything is, and uh, you know the options. Like, I like that. I li- I'm with Steve. Like, I've never done the lounge stuff because I sort of like the food courts. There's something nice about just going and getting a, a piece of pizza or Popeyes. Yeah, in Atlanta. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, well, what it is is if you don't have the lounge access, so take Atlanta, for example. Right? Delta Sky Lounge in Atlanta is great. It's huge. Uh-huh. Again, I think the food is like, it's okay. It's yeah. free, um, but it's it's okay. And, yeah, you can get the drinks and, and all of that. Uh, but they don't have up there, like, the great anything from the salad place to Wendy's to pizza to all of, like, the different actual, you know, um, food vendors and, and QSR, yeah. like, vendors. You have Atlanta, but the reason why you like it, Ken, it's like I'm on I'm on the road, so I just have to eat, you know, what my options are in right, front of me. Right. So it's Popeyes is in front of me. I'm getting Popeyes. Yeah, That's little, the beauty about that. A little shake it's shack. Like, hey, these are my choices. Yeah, it's guilt free. My choices. It's guilt free. So yep. you just do it, and you're there. Right. So, and, and I will say though, in Charlotte, there is an outstanding smoothie world. They do a great <laughs> job with their green smoothie. But um, other than that. We're hitting Chick Fil A. Uh, a lot of good, lot of good choices in Charlotte. Yeah, I that, agree. Really, I've never been and to the I love the rocking chairs. The rocking chairs at Charlotte. Yep. You can really kick back and relax and uh, watch planes yeah. taxi. Uh, my okay, flight got canceled man. to Minneapolis from Charlotte a couple months ago, and I spent a night sleeping in the rocking chair. Oh, how about that? I've never gone that far, but that that is actually you are a a stellar traveler. Uh, ask Steve's here on Ken Levick Alive. Now. We are going to uh, have a bunch of fans coming down into South Florida, and I've already seen the signage at uh, Fort Lauderdale Hollywood International Airport, but the Capital One Orange Bowl. If you could, please, Steve, could you tell the masses about the Orange Bowl? Yeah, well, down to the end now, you know, what a matchup. The most orange matchup in Orange Bowl history. (laughs) Tennessee, Clemson, and the Orange Bowl. Uh Um, But it's coming. December 30th, Hard Rock Stadium. Uh, when you have Clemson and Tennessee matched up. What a great kind of way to ring in the new year. Uh, two programs that, when you look at Clemson over the last decade and the direction that Tennessee's going, some of the wins they have this year, really fun way 
to wrap up the college football season. Tickets on sale now at orangebowl.org. I think we made a lot of progress. This is one of the most fulfilling acts, Steve, that we have ever done, and I feel full. My heart is full. Uh, Steve, thank you as always. Are we? Are you available next week? I don't know how everybody's holiday schedule is. I'd love to have you if you're available. I am. I am. Uh, front half of the week, I'll, I'm around. So uh, hopefully, you know, I was, this was going to be in person today. I was going to surprise you all. Oh, and then it, well, maybe you can surprise wow. us in person Tuesday. And then, like, all edition. my meetings got canceled that were bringing me into the West Palm office. Oh, so um, now it's on the phone. Are you ever going to, are we ever going to do this, the, the coffee swap? Or I bring you a pumpkin spice latte and you bring me a peppermint mocha? Uh, sure. Uh, let's do it today. All right. Do okay, it. Let's bet. do it today. Bet. Oh, or is this an on-air thing? Is this like an on-air no, thing? No, it doesn't have to be. I mean, we can do it for social media as well. Or we can do it Tuesday at the RoofClaim.com Boca Raton Bowl when we'll be uh, on the air and all in the same place. Well, I'm seems not going like to be on the air. Seems like it'll be hard to pull that off at once. But, um, oh, all right, we'll figure it. Let's figure this out. If they're a producer, put me on hold. You're you're being put on hold now. Uh, Stone, please talk with Steve. Steve Palazzino, Ask Steve's here on Ken LaVica Live. By the way, I thought this was kind of cool. Um, Drew Brees is going to be a one-time special assistant coach for Purdue in their bowl game against LSU. Uh, That was just announced by Purdue. So Drew Brees... Um, two weeks after trying to tell the world that he was hit by lightning and killed in Venezuela, is headed back to his alma mater for a one-game assistant coach stint. That's actually kind of fun. I, I was going to say, uh, good for Breeze. He's alive and doing well. <laughs> Our thoughts are with the Breeze family. Um, uh, the silent assassin, Christian Katz, says, I would trade Aaron Judge for a bag of chips and a guaranteed championship. How about that for loyalty from Yankees fans? Oh, Aaron Judge, we love you, we love you. Oh, bag of chips, uh, take a championship, that's good. You uh, asked him what kind of chips, and he said, Funyuns. He put, like, no, okay, Funyuns are delicious. Like, put some respect on the bag of Funyuns. Stoner, Funyuns good? Are are they a good, delectable treat? Listen, listen, if you eat Funyuns, Uh uh-oh, you're, uh... Mm Mm-hmm. Say it. Look at me and say it in my face. You're Look at me and say it to my face, though. A disgustingly ratchet human being. Oh, this coming from a guy who lives off Taki. <laughs> Funyuns, wow. are, Funyuns are just poverty. I mean, there's no other way to put it. There's no other way to put it. There's Classy no. airport lounge. Jeanette just called poverty we're because actually, she likes fun guns. We're actually in a group chat with Silent Assassin Christian Cat right now who said he'd be willing to yeah. trade Aaron Judge for a bag of Funyuns in a World Series And ring. that's my response was... But Funyuns are good. They're but Funyuns aren't good. Yes, they are. Just Funyuns aren't good, and there's no arguing that Funyuns are good because nobody, go walk around, go walk the streets and hold up, honk if Funyuns are good, and you'll be silent <laughs> on that road. Why would we ever do that, for two, first of all? For two hours straight. Do you like onion rings? Of course. How can you like onion rings, though, but not like Funyuns? Because they're, the they're, they're breaded, they got the grease, they have caramelized See, onions inside of them, not just some nasty crumb bread over there, and I don't know how they're made, to be honest. with you. It's probably it's, chemically made. Oh, you don't think Takis are? <laughs> yeah, Takis are off the earth. You're I like, don't organic Takis. Jalapeno flavor Takis. <laughs> I'm not. Are so non-GMO and organic. I don't. Free roaming. Straight from South it. Mexico. Here's the Taki. Go to any middle school Raised and you'll in see. Mexico. Go to any middle school and you'll see 90% of the kids at lunch with a bag of Takis, and then in the corner over there playing with uh. 
Pokemon cards are the kids eating Funyuns. It's just a simple oh. fact. What is the oh. issue? What that is got, the issue? Oh, now he's coming. Now I'm, it's getting yeah, personal. Yeah, that got really personal. Yeah, it is. Yeah. brought up the Pokemon <laughs> You know what? And I'm a Pokemon guy, so I'll, I'll just change no, it. Fine. Yeah. In the corner, they're playing with Yu-Gi-Oh Ooh, cards. No. They eat the Funyuns. No. I like Yu-Gi-Oh. I have no idea. <laughs> um, are Funyuns good? Are Funyuns good? Because I didn't see this tearing us apart. And I'm going to fight Stone at the <laughs> But the there's now a rift. Um, <laughs> we have a rift, and it's all Funyuns uh, caused. Are Funyuns good? Are Funyuns good? I think Ugh. they're trashy. Stone doesn't like them, but he curiously likes onion rings. Jeanette would die for Funyuns. I preferred them, and I always loved it because, you know, in the in the treat bag yeah. at, like, soccer games mm-hmm. with all the variety of chips back. And you went with the First onion breast. I would reach for. <laughs> it would be sun chips, the blue ones. I've never been on some a team with somebody who reaches for the Funyuns first. And I've played a lot of sports for a lot of years. And, or someone who reached for the blue sun chips first. Why wouldn't you go with the cheese ones? Because you don't want the plain Lay's and you don't want the Cheetos to get in your teeth. So you go, okay, I'll go sun chips. I think Cheetos are overrated, by the way. Unless it's cheese puffs. God. Cheetos are overrated. You're just, God, rattling off the awful Cheetos are here. definitely overrated. I, I, I just have a higher sophisticated well, taste that you obviously cannot appreciate. I don't need Cheeto dust I'll all over my hands. That. Higher sophisticated taste and going to bat for Funyuns. That's awfully <laughs> yeah, ironic. Yeah, that is really bizarre. Are Funyuns good? 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. Tweeted us at KLV1063. Are Funyuns Good. You know what is good? Not having foot or ankle pain or joint pain or anything along those lines. It's good to be pain-free. And how can you be pain-free? Well, by getting help at Baptist Health Orthopedic Care. Is joint pain affecting your quality of life? At Baptist Health Orthopedic Care, their team is experienced in traditional joint replacement surgery as well as new, less invasive treatments with the goal of returning you to what you love as quickly as possible. Learn more by visiting baptisthealth.net slash ortho today. Baptist Health Orthopedic Care combines its resources of experienced physicians, leading-edge treatments, and technology to provide advanced orthopedic, foot and ankle, joint replacement, spine, and sports medicine care. Visit baptisthealth.net slash ortho for more information today. Baptist Health Orthopedic Care has offices conveniently located in Palm Beach County through the Florida Keys. Learn more by visiting baptisthealth.net slash ortho. And you just heard history transitioning Funyuns into a read about joint pain. You're welcome. She's Jeanette Javier. I'm Ken Levick. I'm live on ESPN 106.3. From the Anajar and Levine Studios in downtown West Palm Beach, you are listening to Ken Levick Alive on ESPN 106.3. This is so annoying. Every major sports outlet now is tweeting that there is a winter weather advisory for Buffalo this weekend. At kickoff, it'll be for the the Dolphins and the Bills Saturday night. It'll be in the midst of snowfall that is eventually going to reach nine inches. And temperatures in the mid-20s. Okay. Fine. Fine. I get it. But this... We get it. It's Buffalo. Well, nine... Are you shocked? Are you shocked the Dolphins in December are going to be playing in snow? No, but nine inches is a lot. <laughs> and then it snowed. Um, I, I'm not going to do the thing that Bills fans did and started making excuses 
when the Dolphins beat them in the heat. Because they, they didn't prepare for it. Mike McDaniel comes out yesterday and says, I'm not looking at any forecasts. It's mind over matter, basically. We're going to go play football. Yeah. I don't mind it. And it's not like Mike McDaniel's going to go in there and say, oh, no running game. We're just going to do what we always do, even despite the snow. He's not saying that. But he's also someone that understands we're not going to go in and make excuses. The Dolphins might lose and might lose big on Saturday night, but they're not going to make excuses for it like the Bills did. We already chalked it up to a loss anyway, so what do yeah, we care? right. What do we care? Um, I will say this, though. Like, playing in the cold, it does suck. I told you guys, I think, uh, this was right before Thanksgiving. FAU went to go play Middle Tennessee State, and kickoff temperature was 35 degrees. Uh, they went When we flew into Nashville on Friday to play MTSU, we went to a local high school just for a walkthrough and a little light practice, and it was like 38, and I had two sweatshirts on, and I was still miserable, and a hat, miserable. Miserable, but couldn't feel my feet, and th- that used to be... If it was 38 degrees in January in Chicago growing up, you would count that as a huge win. That's not cold. It was unbearable for me uh, at age 38, just outside of Nashville, Tennessee. You've recently played in the cold, Stone. How miserable is it? Yeah, I'm pretty anxiety-ridden the entire week when, yeah. I, when I understand that it's going to be 20 degrees. And, and you know what it's like in Illinois. It gets 20, but it feels like negative And it's five. flat, so there's wind, and it's terrible, and there's blowing snow and the entire thing. Did you play in 20-degree conditions? Oh, often? absolutely, yeah. yeah. And, I, and I did in Illinois plenty of times, and I have in, in New York when I played a year of junior college football. Like I said, anxiety-ridden. You hang out by the heater mm-hmm. as often or as long as you can. Even when the offense is huddled up, a lot of the times before – you know, that kickoff return team runs out there and you're about to take the field, you have your offensive meeting by the heater. <laughs> uh-huh. And I'm sitting there with my hands right next to it. It, it. it does suck. And it does play a factor whether, you know, we want to believe it or not. Can you throw in it? <laughs> Debatable. There are times where it does suck. But, yeah, you keep your hands. And, and a lot of the times you see these guys in the NFL do it. They'll keep their hands in their hand warmer yeah. right before they call the snap. There's just nothing you can do. Hmm. It's just annoying to me that uh, snow, 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 we get it. Like, we get it. We get it. But this is going to be all anybody talks about for 48 hours. It's, oh, the Dolphins go into the snow to lose. Yeah, and we got we to gotta brace ourselves for when they do lose, the conversations that he can't play in the cold, which we already have been dealing with. I think you guys, as Miami Heat, Dolphins, Miami Heat, oh, my God. I'm so angry still about Stone and his, his funions. funions. Good. They're bad. But you guys, as Miami Dolphins and the true pitchfork mm-hmm. holders mm-hmm. should carry the same energy that Bills fans did when they were like calling OSHA. I know. Should about... OSHA do something? It's unsafe to play in the heat. Well, it's also unsafe to have those fans drive in windy conditions, 26 degrees freezing conditions in the snow to to, to go see the Dolphins. Is so, that black ice thing? A, like black a ice thing? is a very it's real, a real thing, thing, and it's a oh, very yeah. dangerous thing as That's well. That's what I'm saying. So yeah. you're bringing football teams into this? We'll start a petition. We want to go play at Ford Field. Yeah, yeah, the Bills already did it. Oh, three feet of snow. <laughs> I'm joking. But still, no excuses. Dolphins fans, promise me one thing. that it, it, When the Dolphins lose, and I think they're going to lose Saturday, <laughs> when the Dolphins lose on Saturday, don't make excuses. Don't be like Bills fans. Don't be pathetic like Bills fans were after they... they here's the difference. The Dolphins can't prepare for what they're going to experience Saturday. It's not a single thing they're able to do to go prepare for that. There's not. 
Yeah, we, they said they turned the AC to 50 degrees uh -huh. in the bubble yesterday. Right, so right. if that's us preparing, that's great. Yeah, Woo! But, but there's nothing they can conceivably do. The Bills absolutely could have come down to South Florida early and properly prepared for the heat that they experienced on that Sunday afternoon. That's a fact. And I don't want to hear any excuses because the Dolphins know what they're going into. You know what you're going into. Don't be like Bills fans. That's my one plea. Don't be pathetic like Bills fans were after week three. Oh, so hot, dangerous. 26 degrees, nine inches of snow, wind, that's not dangerous? Shut up. And we'll go by the great words of Tua Tungavailoa yesterday. Hey, it snows in Alabama, guys. So he knows what snow looks like and what it feels like. Yeah. Now, I'm curious when the last time it snowed nine inches in <laughs> Alabama is, but we'll save that for another time. Ernesto's in Boyd. What's up, Ernesto? Thanks for taking my call, and uh, thanks for yesterday. It was nice meeting you guys. Yeah. Hola. Ernesto Saturday. came out to Duffy's in West Boca. We had some lunch, hung out, watched some soccer. It was a good time. Mm -hmm. It was a good time. Thanks, guys. Thanks. Um, Funyuns or Takis? First, Stone, I tell my son not to touch Takis. Why are you doing eating that crap? For that, you might as well eat radioactive chip. Put a, eat, put a chip in radioactive... In, in, in waste? It, because yeah. that's the same thing you're... Yeah, you might as well just do that. Don't eat stop, don't eat takis no more. What are you doing? Yeah, but your eight year old son, your eight year old son's not in the gym pumping iron on a daily basis and has a healthy body and a six pack of abs. I'm allowed to eat takis all I want. Wait, oh, so you're saying you, you have a healthy body? Look your shirt. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, you know what? You know what, son? You're right. You're right, son. You know what? I'm gonna give you that one because you were an athlete. Sure. You paid your dues. You oh, did you what you did. You know what? You're you're yeah, absolutely right. You never had a six pack. He okay. had a six-pack at one point. I don't have to even know that. You were an athlete. I know you had a six-pack, right. right? Damn right. Uh, all right. So now, you know what? I, I'm going to take it back. You can have all the takis you want. Appreciate it. Go Not ahead. now. Go ahead. Not now at this moment I, on the TV show, but you know what? You can, I'm gonna, You know what? Now I'm going to bring you a bag of takis because I can't give it to my son, so I'll give them to you. Appreciate that, sir. Ernesto, appreciate uh, you. Um, uh, wait, no. I was going to ask if you can bring me a bag of Funyuns. No, oh, Ernesto, can you bring Jeanette a bag of Funyuns? By Thank the you. way, I didn't know this. Back in 2018, several high schools in Tennessee banned Takis and Flamin' Hot Cheetos. Um, let me read the first paragraph of Yeah, this. this is going very well for you, Stone. Continue. This is from Keep G the same energy. I don't go to bat for Takis being good for you or like a grandiose thing, but they are the most I popular. Don't, I don't see Funyuns in the news Josh being ha banned. Josh Hafner, USA There's Today. No sales. July 25th, 2018, a teen regularly ate bags of snacks such as hot Cheetos and Takis before stomach pains led to a surgery removing her gallbladder. Mm. Now her mom wants such snacks put on notice. That according to Memphis, Tennessee's WREG-TV, which spoke to Renee Craighead about her daughter's four-bag-a-week habit involving Ooh. the ultra-spicy, finger-staining, banned-by-school snacks. And while spicy snacks aren't tied to gallbladder problems, doctors have blamed the controversial junk food for kids' stomach issues. Respect to little Timmy down in four of those things, or little Sally down, and, down, Sally. And, down in four of those things a day. Mad respect. <laughs> mad respect. Mad respect. She lost her gallbladder in the process. <laughs> she lost mad her. Respect. Takis took her gallbladder away from her, but Stone's like, mad respect. I don't see Funyuns creating chaos in these streets. Because none of the kids are buying them and eating yeah, four bags are. a day. But like I said, hey. mad respect to Sally. She's built different, cut from a different cloth. <laughs> She's got that dog in her. She just doesn't have her gallbladder in her. You, <laughs> Sally's tougher than you, Oh, Stone. man, that is hilarious. Um, when, when we return here on Ken Levick Live, 
Uh, I need, I saw something today that blew my mind. I would not in any, any phase of my life expected to see what I saw when I woke up this morning. I promise it's not dirty. That's Jeanette Javier. I'm Ken Levick. I'm live on ESPN 106.3. We're back again tomorrow, by the way. Jeanette's back. Coming to hang out on a Friday here on Ken Levick Alive. Uh, let me tell you about the ballpark of the Palm Beaches. Spring training's coming. The Houston Astros, you might have heard they won the World Series. Yeah, they did. They call Ballpark of the Palm Beaches in West Palm home for spring training. So do the Washington Nationals. Spring training tickets are on sale now. Ballparkpalmbeaches.com. Ballparkpalmbeaches.com. Get your spring training tickets. I'm telling you. This is coming quick. We are six and a half weeks away from pitchers and catchers reporting to spring training. It's that close, kiddos. It's that close. Yankees coming through. Red Sox coming through to play the Astros, the World Champs, and the Nationals. The ballpark, the Palm Beaches. Ballparkpalmbeaches.com. Ballparkpalmbeaches.com. It's the ballpark, the Palm Beaches. Best place to see spring training. Ballparkpalmbeaches.com. Stone. Should we go to the phones? What should I do here? Yeah, so we got Roy from Boynton, who I believe said he works in the business that deals with distributing Funyuns and Takis, and he has a word on it. All right. Uh, All right, let's bring in Roy in Boynton. Roy, do you have your gallbladder? Yes, my gallbladder is fully intact, as (laughs) are the rest of you. How are you, Ken? I'm good, buddy. Good to hear from you, brother. Yeah, I remember you were the one who encouraged me to get that job up at the ballpark of the pod. That's right. He's running the ball around right field. That's right. I appreciate you. That was a great time. Hey, listen, so I run around hauling food all day now in my spare time listening to you guys. And about four months ago, I first noticed, yeah, no, it's you guys are the highlights. <laughs> um, I first noticed a bunion shortage for my clients. <laughs> oh. Uh, so how does yeah. that? So so is that because people are eating them up, or, or how does? Why is that happening? High demand. Yeah, there was a resurgence of the brand, uh, and the, the stockers are having trouble keeping mm-hmm. them on the shelf. Wow, because so they're I, delicious. I, I could, right, Jeanette, you're so awesome. I love the dr. Oh, thank you. Um, Appreciate it. Um, so when the I, I said I got to try these things, so I took an afternoon off, grabbed a bag and a, uh, a six or a high lie, and headed up to. Uh, the beach. All right. And all right, man, the Funyun is completely un- underrated. I understand why they're flying off the shelf. <laughs> hey! oh, so now what we have here, we have a, a Funyun connection between uh, between Roy and Jeanette. And by the way, can I can I tell you that you getting a six-pack of highlight, heading to the beach with the Funyuns, no matter how I feel about Funyuns, I do agree with Stone, and Jeanette's not in her head too. That is completely and utterly badass. Uh-huh. That rules. You know what? And that is why, Ken, the rest of the country has the bias against the Heat. You turned me into a Heat fan. They have a bias against the Dolphins. Uh-huh. When, you, when you look at that national map and they sit there freezing their butts off <laughs> in their three feet of snow or black ice in New Jersey uh-huh. or Chicago wings yep. or Cleveland. And, and they look at that map and they see that orange thumb of Florida <laughs> They go, I hate them because at any point in time. And so that that permeates the bias of anti-heat, anti-dolphins. It's it's palpable. I actually, uh, I buy into that. I totally buy into that. There is an inherent pettiness and jealousy of this region and appreciate the call, Roy. It is, it is, 
It's because you realize the knock is always, oh, bad fans, bad fans, bad fans, bad fans. But that's all they have. That's all they're going to latch onto. And the bad fandom down here a lot of the times is because this is the place everybody wants to go to. So nobody's truly from here. And when it's 75 degrees in January, are you headed to the beach? Or are you going to FLA Live Arena to see the Panthers on a Saturday That's afternoon? That's right, baby. Right? Like yeah. th- there's something to what Roy is saying. There is an inherent jealousy that does cause hatred towards this area, and it does seep into sports, and that's part of it. If, I mean, let's just take it a step further and think about Tua Tungavailoa coming from the most prestigious university from Alabama, and then, yeah, he goes to the state that well, everybody, everybody loves him. Well, well, everybody loved him. Right. It, was, it was tank for Tua. We want Tua, and then he comes down here and says, oh, can't throw. Uh, ex- Rag arm. 100%. Uh, let's, a couple things here. One, let's not uh, overlook the fact that Stone just got put on his ass about his takes about <laughs> talkies and fun. All right, yes, we will revisit that. that. I mean, that, was, that was super cool from Roy there, actually. Um, two. <laughs> it was actually really even though cool. He said he, even though he said he loves Jeanette, but, you know, he's a I think he just kind of threw himself out the window there. <laughs> Sorry, the people love me. They don't love you. <laughs> well, she is who the people want. Right? They, they, that's why they, they support your fun and fandom. Anyways, they got taste. My fans got taste. Anyways, anybody who, all of your friends who say, oh, Florida's so stupid, Florida man, I read about it every day. Mm-hmm. But then what's the first thing they do when they come down here to visit you? Look at me, I'm in Florida, right. and every, all my everybody else is in snow yeah. and cold weather. Yeah, they'll put up the temperature, and, and they, they're going on on uh, on their IG story, 85 degrees, January, standing next to the beach, or going to Palm Beach, or doing all that stuff. Yeah, so, you're, and by the way, most of the time, Florida man is someone who came to Florida to act a fool, act like a jackass, <laughs> and no. then we get called out for Florida man I don't, when it was yeah. some idiot from Georgia. All right, I now I don't know if there's any data behind that. Well, that's yeah, I, I'm saying that maybe that's the exception, not the rule. <laughs> um, so I have you ever heard of Elite Singles, the the website Elite Singles? Just curious, you know? No. Okay. All right, that's fine. No. So they are a magazine for singles. <laughs> okay. HLN is a network that I guarantee you none of you have really watched unless you're at Hartsfield-Jackson International Airport in Atlanta because it's on every TV there. HLN yesterday ran a story about the most romantic cities in the United States of America. This was put together by the magazine Elite Singles. Okay? So, for this study, this is per Elite Singles, They looked at random anonymous user data from 150,000 singles registered with their website, Elite Singles. In particular, they looked at responses to the statement, I bring romance to my relationships. The more strongly people agreed with this statement, the more romantic they were deemed to be. Was there an age range? Uh, No. To determine the best places in America to find a romantic partner, they then looked at the average score for romance in each city. This let elite singles pinpoint the 25 most romantic cities in the country. Why don't we get to the top 25 romantic cities in the country, shall we? At number 25, Fredericksburg, Virginia. (laughs) Number 24, Tagard, Oregon. Never heard of it. The number 23 most romantic city in the United States of America, per EliteSingles.com, Sunrise, Florida. Let's go, baby. Jeanette, have you ever had romance in Sunrise? Twice. Was it romance or was it just... It was a lot of fun. Okay. All right. So maybe that tracks. Chula Vista, California, number 22. Farmington, Connecticut at number 21. Youngstown, Ohio at number 20. Romantic. Nice. Yeah. White Plains, New York at number 19. I've had fun there. Keller, Texas, number 18. Keller, Texas. Number 17, most romantic city in the U.S., West Palm Beach, Florida. That is a 
Not according to EliteSingles.com. What number were we? 17. 17. Respect. Find and love. (laughs) How have you not found romance yet in West Palm Beach? But wait, it gets better. Number 16, Temecula, California. Meet me in Temecula. Number 15, Montclair, California. Then Mm -hmm. it's Bloomfield, New Jersey. Simi Valley, California. Number 12, Kissimmee, (laughs) Florida. I have a story about that. Have you had romance in Kissimmee? I'm going to have some this weekend. Ooh, okay. See, again, it tracks. Sunrise, <laughs> check the box. Kissimmee, check the box. West Palm's a lie. Then it's Anderson, Indiana, followed by number 10, Wilton Manors. Wilton Manors. Very Tenth nice. most romantic in the country. It's a very diverse poll, I it will say this. sure <laughs> is. Uh, number nine is Fort Worth, then Corona, California. At number seven, Jeanette, let me ask you, how many times have you been romanced in Pembroke Pines? <laughs> More than Sunrise. Okay. How about at number six? How many times have you been romanced in Boca Raton? During college or like serious? No, I'm talking romance. Like this is the sixth most romantic city in the United States, Boca Raton, Florida. Have you found romance in Boca? Number six in the whole country, Stone. Yes. Uh Uh-huh. See, I'm telling you, Jeanette has lived this life. They should have just gone to her. She could have told him. Number five was Sugarland, Texas. Number four, St. Cloud, Minnesota. Sugarland makes a lot of sense. I love that. In St. Cloud, Minnesota, you're not leaving your house. So of course, there's a lot of romance. Mm-hmm. Um, number three is Cypress, California. Then Myrtle Beach, the number one most rom- And I'm not even joking about this. The number one most romantic city in the United States of America per EliteSingles.com as featured on the network, HLN yesterday. Can I guess? Yeah. Miami? No. Nope. Fort Orlando. Lauderdale. Nope. Boynton Beach. No! <laughs> Boynton Beach no! is the most romantic city in the United States of America. I'm going to subscribe to Elite Singles. Uh-huh. Well, now, eh, what? I don't. You're eh. what? You got Jeff. I, I, well, I just mean like because it's showing us respect. Almost. Like, I'm like, trying to decide in Boynton Beach, what is the most romantic part of Boynton Beach? Um, they have really good restaurants. And it's funny because I've been on four first states in Boynton Beach the past Five, five, four, five. Maybe months. those guys are onto something. They know that romance is found in Boynton. It is the number one most romantic city in the United States. I they think have has, good restaurants. It's a little more serious area. But Jeanette, if you're looking to settle down, I think you got to spend more time in Boynton because that's where the romance is. Who doesn't want to settle down? Okay, but I'm saying when it gets to that point, just you. A man in a bag of Funyuns. I'm just going <laughs> to post up at Key Lime House. Uh, uh, yeah. Hey, <laughs> right baby. there on the water. Hey, yeah. baby. Two Georges. There's your, uh, that, that, Ken said it really nice. Yeah. You, uh, your man, and uh, a family-sized bag of Funyuns. Should I, I mean, bring the Pokemon cards too, Stone? Uh, yeah, do that. Do that. That's a great, uh, <laughs> sounds romantic so, to me. Sounds what? like a step up for me just posting up, playing Galaga Arcade bars at 2 o'clock in the morning. Well, I, uh, right, Stone? Right. <laughs> right. With, with some Funyuns. So what? <laughs> if you're in Boynton and you haven't found love yet, what I'm saying is that it's you. <laughs> <laughs> because, damn it, that's the most romantic place in America. The stats don't lie. We were on that list heavy. Elite. Oh, oh my God. South Florida heavy. Sunrise. Pembroke Pines. They got a great mall there. <laughs> Boynton Beach. No good mall. From my experience, the list kind of checks out. So, Fair. Romance and getting it in are two different things, Jeanette. That's what I'm saying. Romance and Boynton Beach. I've gotten it in every other city minus uh, yeah. Boynton Beach. I'm pretty sure that your, your definition of romance is a bit different than EliteSingles.com. Or maybe not in South Florida. Who knows? <laughs> All right. We'll be back tomorrow. Well, we'll talk about... Um, These streets are ratchet. Talk about uh, Fritos tomorrow. Ew. That's Jeanette Stone. I'm Ken. Bye-bye. Uh-huh.
From the Anajar and Levine Studios in downtown West Palm Beach, you are listening to Ken LaVica Live on ESPN 106.3. This is so annoying. Every major sports outlet now is tweeting that there is a winter weather advisory for Buffalo this weekend. At kickoff, It'll be for the the Dolphins and the Bills Saturday night. It'll be in the midst of snowfall that is eventually going to reach nine inches. And temperatures in the mid-20s. Fine. Fine. I get it. But this... We get it. It's Buffalo. Well, nine... Am I, are you shocked? Are you shocked the Dolphins in December are going to be playing in snow? No, but nine inches is a lot. <laughs> and then it snowed. Um, I, I'm not going to do the thing that Bills fans did and started making excuses when the Dolphins beat them in the heat. Because they, they didn't prepare for it. Mike McDaniel comes out yesterday and says, I'm not looking at any forecasts. It's mind over matter, basically. We're going to go play football. Yeah. I don't mind it. And it's not like Mike McDaniel's going to go in there and say, oh, no running game. We're just going to do what we always do, even despite the snow. He's not saying that. But he's also someone that understands we're not going to go in and make excuses. The Dolphins might lose and might lose big on Saturday night, but they're not going to make excuses for it like the Bills did. We already chalked it up to a loss anyway, so what do yeah, we care? right. What do we care? Um... I will say this, though. Like, playing in the cold, it does suck. I told you guys, I think, uh, this was right before Thanksgiving. FAU went to go play Middle Tennessee State. And kickoff temperature was 35 degrees. Uh, They went, when we flew into Nashville on Friday to play MTSU, we went to a local high school just for a walkthrough and a little light practice. And it was like 38. And I had two sweatshirts on. And I was still miserable. And a hat. Miserable. Miserable. I couldn't feel my feet. And that used to be, if it was 38 degrees in January in Chicago growing up, you would count that as a huge win. That's not cold. It was unbearable for me uh, at age 38, just outside of Nashville, Tennessee. You've recently played in the cold, Stone. How miserable is it? Yeah, I'm pretty anxiety-ridden the entire week. When, yeah. I, when I understand that it's going to be 20 degrees, and, and you know what it's like in Illinois. It gets 20, but it feels like negative and 5. And it's flat, so there's wind, and it's terrible, and there's blowing snow and the entire thing. Did you play in 20-degree conditions? Oh, often? absolutely, yeah. yeah. And, I, and I did in Illinois plenty of times, and I have in, in New York when I played a year of junior college football. Like I said, anxiety-ridden. You hang out by the heater mm-hmm. as often or as long as you can. Even when the offense is huddled up, a lot of the times before – you know, that kickoff return team runs out there and you're about to take the field, you have your offensive meeting by the heater. <laughs> uh-huh. And I'm sitting there with my hands right next to it. It, it. it does suck. And it does play a factor whether, you know, we want to believe it or not. Can you throw in it? <laughs> Debatable. There are times where it does suck. But, yeah, you keep your hands. And, and a lot of the times you see these guys in the NFL do it. They'll keep their hands in their hand warmer yeah. right before they call the snap. There's just nothing you can do. Hmm. It's just annoying to me that uh, snow, 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 we get it. Like, we get it. We get it. But this is going to be 
all anybody talks about for 48 hours is, oh, the Dolphins go into the snow to lose. Yeah, and we got to we gotta brace ourselves for when they do lose, the conversations that he can't play in the cold, which we already have been dealing with. I think you guys, as Miami Heat, Dolphins, Miami Heat, oh my God, I'm so angry still about Stone and his, his funions. funions. Good. They are bad. But you guys, as Miami Dolphins and the true pitchfork holders mm-hmm. should carry the same energy that Bills fans did when they were like calling OSHA. I know. Shouldn't about... OSHA do something? It's unsafe to play in the heat. Well, it's also unsafe to have those fans drive in windy conditions, 26 degrees freezing conditions in the snow to to, to go see the Dolphins. Isn't so, Black Ice thing a like Black a Ice thing? is a very real, a real thing, thing, and it's a oh, very yeah. dangerous thing as That's well. That's what I'm saying. So you're yeah. bringing football teams into this? We'll start a petition. We want to go play at Ford Field. Yeah, yeah, the Bills already did it. Oh, three feet of snow. <laughs> I'm joking. But still, no excuses. Dolphins fans, promise me one thing. that it, it, When the Dolphins lose, and I think they're going to lose Saturday, <laughs> when the Dolphins lose on Saturday, don't make excuses. Don't be like Bills fans. Don't be pathetic like Bills fans were after they... they here's the difference. The Dolphins can't prepare for what they're going to experience Saturday. It's not a single thing they're able to do to go prepare for that. There's not. Yeah, we, They said they turned the AC to 50 degrees uh-huh. in the bubble yesterday. Right, so right. if that's us preparing, that's great. Yeah, but, but there's nothing they can conceivably do. The Bills absolutely could have come down to South Florida early and properly prepared for the heat that they experienced on that Sunday afternoon. That's a fact. And I don't want to hear any excuses because the Dolphins know what they're going into. You know what you're going into. Don't be like Bills fans. That's my one plea. Don't be pathetic like Bills fans were after week three. Oh, so hot, dangerous. 26 degrees, nine inches of snow, wind. That's not dangerous. Shut up. And we'll go by the great words of Tua Tungabailoa yesterday. Hey, it snows in Alabama, guys. So he knows what snow looks like and what it feels like. Yeah. Now, I'm curious when the last time it snowed nine inches in (laughs) Alabama is, but... We'll save that for another time. Ernesto's in Boyd. What's up, Ernesto? Thanks for taking my call, and uh, thanks for yesterday. It was nice meeting you guys. Yeah. Hola. Ernesto Saturday. came out to Duffy's in West Boca. We had some lunch, hung out, watched some soccer. It was a good time. Mm-hmm. It was a good time. Thanks, guys. Thanks. Um, Funyuns or Takis? First, Stone, I tell my son not to touch Takis. <laughs> Why are you doing eating that crap? For that... You might as well eat radioactive chip. Put a, eat, put a chip in radioactive and in waste. It because yeah. that's the same thing. Yeah, you might as well just do that. Don't eat stop, don't eat takis no more. What are you doing? Yeah, but your eight year old son, your eight year old son's not in the gym pumping iron on a daily basis and has a healthy body and a six pack of abs. I'm allowed to eat takis all I want. Wait, so oh, you're saying you, you have a healthy body? Lift your shirt. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, you know what? You know what, son? You're right. You're right, son. You know what? I'm gonna give you that one because you were an athlete. Sure. You paid your dues. You oh, did you what you did. Pack? You know what? You're, you're yeah, actually right. He, he had a six-pack. He oh, had dear. a six-pack at one point. I don't have to even know that. You were an athlete. I know you had a six-pack, Damn right. right? Damn right. Um, all right. So now, you know what? I, I'm going to take it back. You can have all the Takis you want. Appreciate it. Go Not ahead. now. Go ahead. Not now at this moment on the TV show, but you know what? You can. I'm gonna, you know what? Now I'm going to bring you a bag of Takis. Because I can't give it to my son, so I'll give them to you. Appreciate that, sir. Ernesto, appreciate you. Um, uh, Wait, no, I was going to ask if you can bring me a bag of Funyuns. Oh, Ernesto, can you bring Jeanette a bag of Funyuns? By Thank the you. way, I didn't know this. Back in 2018, several high schools in Tennessee banned Takis and Flamin' Hot Cheetos. Um, 
Let me read the first paragraph. Yeah, this. this is going very well for you, Stone. Continue. This is from Keep G- the same energy. I don't go to bat for Takis being good for you or like a grandiose thing, but they are the most I popular. Don't, I don't see Funyuns in the news Josh being ha- banned. Josh Hafner, USA Today. No sales. July 25th, 2018. A teen regularly ate bags of snacks such as Hot Cheetos and Takis before stomach pains led to a surgery removing her gallbladder. Mm. Now her mom wants such snacks put on notice. That according to Memphis, Tennessee's WREG-TV, which spoke to Renee Craighead about her daughter's four-bag-a-week habit involving the ultra-spicy, finger-staining, banned-by-school snacks. And while spicy snacks aren't tied to gallbladder problems, doctors have blamed the controversial junk food for kids' stomach issues. Respect to little Timmy down in four of those things, or little Sally down in in four of those things a day. Mad respect. (laughs) Mad respect. Mad respect. She lost her gallbladder in the process. She lost her... Takis took her gallbladder away from her, but Stone's like, mad respect. I don't see Funyuns creating chaos in these streets. Because none of the kids are buying them and eating four bags a day. But like I said, hey. mad respect to Sally. She's built different, cut from a different cloth. <laughs> She's got that dog in her. She just doesn't have her gallbladder in her. You, <laughs> Sally's tougher than you, Oh, Stone. man, that is hilarious. Um, when when we return here on Ken Levick Live, uh, I need – I saw something today that blew my mind. I would not in any, any phase of my life expected to see what I saw when I woke up this morning. I promise it's not dirty. That's Jeanette Javier. I'm Ken Levick. I'm live on ESPN 106.3. We're back again tomorrow, by the way. Jeanette's back. Coming to hang out on a Friday here on Ken Levick Alive. Uh, let me tell you about the ballpark of the Palm Beaches. Spring training's coming. The Houston Astros. You might have heard they won the World Series. Yeah, they did. They call Ballpark of the Palm Beaches in West Palm home for spring training. So do the Washington Nationals. Spring training tickets are on sale now. Ballparkpalmbeaches.com. Ballparkpalmbeaches.com. Get your spring training tickets. I'm telling you, this is coming quick. We are six and a half weeks away from pitchers and catchers reporting to spring training. It's that close, kiddos. It's that close. Yankees coming through. Red Sox coming through to play the Astros, the World Champs, and the Nationals. The ballpark, the Palm Beaches. Ballparkpalmbeaches.com. Ballparkpalmbeaches.com. The ballpark, the Palm Beaches. Best place to see spring training. Ballparkpalmbeaches.com. Stone, should we go to the phones? What should I do here? Yeah, so we got Roy from Boynton, who uh, I believe said he works in the business that deals with distributing Funyuns and Takis, and he has a word on it. All right. (laughs) <laughs> uh, all right, let's bring in Roy and Boynton. Roy, do you have your gallbladder? Yes, my gallbladder is fully intact, as, <laughs> as are the rest of you. How are you, Ken? I'm good, buddy. Good to hear from you, brother. Yeah, remember, you were the one who encouraged me to get that job up at the ballpark of the pond. That's right. He's running the ball around the right field. That's right. I no, appreciate that you. That was a great time. Hey, listen, so I run around hauling food all day now in my spare time, listening to you guys. And about I'm sorry. four months ago, I first noticed. Yeah, no, it's you guys are the highlight. <laughs> um, I first noticed a bunion shortage for my clients. Oh, uh, so how does yeah. that? So, so is that because people are eating them up, or how does? Why is that happening? High demand. Yeah, there was a resurgence of the brand, uh, and the, the stockers are having trouble keeping mm-hmm. them on the shelf. Wow, because so they're I, delicious. I, I Right. Jeanette, you're so awesome. I love the DR. Oh, thank you. Um, I appreciate it. Um, 
So when the I, I said I got to try these things, so I took an afternoon off, grabbed a bag and a, uh, a six or a high lie, and headed up to uh, the beach. All right, and all right, man, boy. the one. Bunyan is completely un- underrated. I understand why they're flying off the shelf. <laughs> hey! So now what we have here, we have a, a Funyun connection between uh, between Roy and Jenna. And by the way, can I can I tell you that you getting a six-pack of highlight, heading to the beach with the Funyuns, no matter how I feel about Funyuns, I do agree with Stone. And Jeanette's nodding her head, too. That is completely and utterly badass. Uh-huh. That rules. You know what? And that is why, Ken, the rest of the country has the bias against the heat. You turned me into a Heat fan. They have a bias against the Dolphins. Uh-huh. When you when you look at that national map, and they sit there freezing their butts off <laughs> in their three feet of snow, or black ice in New Jersey, uh-huh. or Chicago winds, yep. or Cleveland, and, and they look at that map, and they see that orange thumb of Florida, <laughs> they go, I hate them. Because at any point in time, and so that, that permeates the bias of anti-heat, anti-dolphins it's it's palpable it's I why actually, that, uh, i buy into that i totally buy into that there is an inherent pettiness and jealousy of this region and appreciate the call roy it is it is it's because you you realize the knock is always oh bad fans bad fans bad fans bad fans but that's all they have that's all they're going to latch onto and the bad fandom down here a lot of the times is because this is the place everybody wants to go to so nobody's truly from here and when it's 75 degrees in January, are you headed to the beach? Or are you going to FLA Live Arena to see the Panthers on a Saturday That's afternoon? That's right, baby. Right? Like yeah. th- there's something to what Roy is saying. There is an inherent jealousy that does cause hatred towards this area, and it does seep into sports, and that's part of it. If, I mean, let's just take it a step further and think about Tua Tungabailoa coming from the most prestigious university from Alabama, and then, yeah, he goes to the state that well, everybody, everybody loves him. Well, well, everybody loved him. Right. It, was, it was tank for Tua. We want Tua, and then he comes down here and oh, can't throw. Exactly. 100%. Uh, a couple things here. One, let's not uh, overlook the fact that Stone just got put on his ass about his takes about talkies <laughs> and fun. All right, yes, we will revisit that. that. I mean, that, Thank was, you. that was super cool from Roy there, actually. Um, two. <laughs> it was actually really even though cool. He said he, even though he said he loves Jeanette, you know, he's a I think he just kind of threw himself out the window there. <laughs> Sorry, the people love me. They don't love you. Well, she is who the people want. Right? Thank you. That's why they, they support your funny and fandom. Anyways, they got taste. My fans got taste. Anyways, anybody who, all of your friends who say, oh, Florida's so stupid. Florida, man, I read about it every day. Mm-hmm. But then what's the first thing they do when they come down here to visit you? Look at me, I'm in Florida, right. and every, all my everybody else is in snow yeah. and cold weather. Yeah, they'll put up the temperature, too. and they're going on on uh, on their IG story, 85 degrees, January, standing next to the beach, or going to Palm Beach, or doing all that stuff. Yeah, so, you're, and by the way, most of the time, Florida man is someone who came to Florida to act a fool, act like a jackass. Mm-hmm, and no. then we get called out for Florida man I don't, when it was yeah. some idiot from Georgia. All right, I now I don't know if there's any data behind that. But that's yeah, I, I'm saying that maybe that's the exception, not the rule. <laughs> um, so I have you ever heard of Elite Singles? The the website Elite Singles. Just curious. You know? No. Okay. All right. That's fine. No. So they are a magazine for singles. <laughs> okay. HLN is a network that I guarantee you none of you have really watched unless you're at Hartsfield-Jackson International Airport in Atlanta because it's on every TV there. HLN yesterday ran a story about the most romantic cities in the United States of America. This was put together by the magazine Elite Singles. 
Okay? So for this study, this is per Elite Singles, they looked at random anonymous user data from 150,000 singles registered with their website, Elite Singles. In particular, they looked at responses to the statement, I bring romance to my relationships. The more strongly people agreed with this statement, the more romantic they were deemed to be. Was there an age range? Uh, no. Okay. To determine the best places in America to find a romantic partner, they then looked at the average score for romance in each city. This let elite singles pinpoint the 25 most romantic cities in the country. Why don't we get to the top 25 romantic cities in the country, shall we? At number 25, Fredericksburg, Virginia. <laughs> number 24, Tagard, Oregon. Never heard of it. The number 23 most romantic city in the United States of America, per EliteSingles.com, Sunrise, Florida. Oh, let's go, baby. Jeanette, have you ever had romance in Sunrise? Twice. <laughs> Was it romance or was it just... It was a lot of fun. Okay. All right. So maybe that tracks. Chula Vista, California, number 22. Farmington, Connecticut at number 21. Youngstown, Ohio at number 20. Romantic. Yeah. White Plains, New York at number 19. I've had fun there. Keller, Texas, number 18. Keller, Texas. Number 17, most romantic city in the U.S., West Palm Beach, Florida. That is a lie. (laughs) Not according to EliteSingles.com. What number were we? 17. 17. Respect. Find and love. (laughs) How have you not found romance yet in West Palm Beach? But wait, it gets better. Number 16, Temecula, California. Meet me in Temecula. Number 15, Montclair, California. Then Mm -hmm. it's Bloomfield, New Jersey. Simi Valley, California. Number 12, Kissimmee, (laughs) Florida. I have a story about that. Have you had romance in Kissimmee? I'm going to have some this weekend. Ooh, okay. See, again, it tracks. Sunrise, <laughs> check the box. Kissimmee, check the box. West Palm's a lie. Then it's Anderson, Indiana, followed by number 10, Wilton Manors. Wilton Manors. Very Tenth nice. most romantic in the country. It's a very diverse poll. I it will say this. sure <laughs> is. Uh, number nine is Fort Worth, then Corona, California. At number seven, Jeanette, let me ask you, how many times have you been romanced in Pembroke Pines? <laughs> More than Sunrise. Okay. How about at number six? How many times have you been romanced in Boca Raton? During college or like serious? No, I'm talking romance. Like this is the sixth most romantic city in the United States, Boca Raton, Florida. Have you found romance in Boca? Number six in the whole country, Stone. Yes. Uh Uh-huh. See, I'm telling you, Jeanette has lived this life. They should have just gone to her. She could have told him. Number five was Sugarland, Texas. Number four, St. Cloud, Minnesota. Sugarland makes a lot of sense. I love that. In St. Cloud, Minnesota, you're not leaving your house. So of course, there's a lot of romance. Mm-hmm. Um, number three is Cypress, California. Then Myrtle Beach, the number one most, and I'm not even joking about this, the number one most romantic city in the United States of America per EliteSingles.com, as featured on the network, HLN yesterday. Can I guess? Yeah. Miami? No. Nope. Orlando? Lauderdale. Nope. Boynton Beach. No! (laughs) Boynton Beach is the most romantic city in the United States of America. I'm going to subscribe to Elite Singles. Uh Uh-huh. Well, I don't. You what? You got Jeff. Well, I just mean like because it's showing us respect. I'm trying to decide in Boynton Beach. What is the most romantic part of Boynton Beach? Um, They have really good restaurants. And it's funny because I've been on four first states in Boynton Beach the past Five, five, four, five. Maybe months. those guys are onto something. They know that romance is found in Boynton. It is the number one most romantic city in the United States. I they have good restaurants. It's a little more serious area. But Jeanette, if you're looking to settle down, 
I think you got to spend more time in Boyden because that's where the romance is. Who doesn't want to settle down? Okay, but I'm saying when it gets to that point, just you, a man, and a bag of Funyuns. I'm just going <laughs> to post up at Key Lime House. Uh, uh, yeah. <laughs> Hey, right baby. there on the water. Hey, baby. Georges. There's your, uh, that, that, I, Ken said it really nice. Yeah. You, uh, your man, and uh, a family-sized bag of Funyuns. Should I, I mean, bring the Pokemon cards too, Stone? It, yeah, do that. Do that. That's a great, uh, <laughs> sounds romantic so, to me. Sounds what? like a step up for me just posting up, playing Galaga at arcade bars at 2 o'clock in the morning. Well, I, uh, right, Stone? Right. <laughs> right. With, with some Funyuns. So what? <laughs> If you're in Boynton and you haven't found love yet, what I'm saying is that it's you. <laughs> because, damn it, that's the most romantic place in America. The stats don't lie. We were on that list heavy. Elite, well, oh, oh, my God. <laughs> South Florida heavy. Sunrise, Pembroke Pines. They got a great mall there. <laughs> Boynton Beach, no good mall. From my experience, the list kind of checks out. So, fair. Romance and getting it in are two different things, Jeanette. That's what I'm saying. Romance and Boynton Beach. I've Every other city by uh, yeah. Beach. I'm pretty sure that your your definition of romance is a bit different than EliteSingles.com. Or maybe not at South Florida. Who knows? <laughs> All right, we'll be back West tomorrow. Well, we'll talk about... Um, These streets are ratchet. Talk about uh, Fritos tomorrow. Ew. That's Jeanette Stone. I'm Ken. Bye-bye.